Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, I'm Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today we'll be discussing dreams and where they come from. And our scripture for today is from Job 33, 14 through 15. For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls on people while they lie in their beds. Well, that's good. All right, here we go. Laura, it's going to be the one leading us today. And this is because she has the most experience with understanding dreams and where they come from and why we have them. Mm -hmm. So I just want to start out that everybody dreams. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whether we remember the dreams or not, we still dream. Our brains never turn off and they process through the information we take in every day. Yeah, I definitely dream, but I don't write any of them down because, you know, sometimes they're just kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I, would, I just want to say, you know, dreams are going to originate from three different sources, from God, Satan, or our flesh, or what you would call the soul realm. Wow. And I'm, I'm one who remembers my dreams, like, typically every day. I, I wake up from dreams all the time. And after a lifetime of dreams and going to God to help me learn interpret dreams, I can pretty much recognize right away whether the dream is from God and worth noting and, and documenting in a journal, or it's simply my own flesh processing things that I've heard or seen throughout the day. And occasionally, I'll have dreams that are an attack from Satan, and I rebuke Oof, them immediately yuck. and go about my day. Yeah. You know, I've always wondered, how can we tell the difference? That's well, a good question. Yeah, like when you have dreams from God, they're always going to align with Scripture. And so we need to, they are dreams either of direction, warning, you know, you might have a dream of a heavenly visitation or the future or dreams of deliverance or for, you know, dreams for freedom. These dreams we get from the enemy are contract, contrary to Scripture. So if you get something from the enemy, it's it's going to go against the Scripture, or they might even have a mixture of truth and lie. Of course. Lies, you know, mixed in there, just yeah. like in the Garden of Eden, he mixes the truth with the lie. So these are dreams that deceive. And then, then we have dreams that come from our flesh or our soul and are typically emotions that we're dealing with, something that, you know, may be going on in our life. You know, you might like an example. God's not going to give you a dream that, uh, you know, if you're married and, you know, you're in a relationship with your husband, a covenant relationship, and then you have a dream about an old flame from high school or something, or maybe you looked through Facebook and you saw their picture or whatever, and you're attracted to them. That's not a dream from God for you to go seek out this old flame, right. you know, right, because right. God would never do anything contrary to the scriptures. That's good, Laura. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to ask God for discernment to be able to recognize what kind of dream you've just received. And, it, and I, I say, ask God, pray, and ask Him for discernment and wisdom, right. and, and He'll give it to you. He says yeah. He will. 
So if you know the dream is from Satan, then just rebuke it out loud. You know, you need to say it into the atmosphere. I rebuke, you know, this dream. I do not come into agreement with this message in the mighty name of Jesus. And, you know, this is because dreams, they'll stay with us and become a part of us and our thinking. So it's really important to recognize if it's from the enemy. Right. We just want nothing to do with it. And we don't accept those thoughts as our thoughts. We want only God's thoughts running through our, our head and taking up residence within us. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, like even in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they, are, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, and we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So it's really important to guard your mind and take everything to the Lord and ask Him to show us what to keep in our minds and what to throw out. So can you guys give me some examples of dreams that you guys have had? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure, yeah, I'll give one. So I had one around my mom's passing. I dreamt that I was looking down on a village and a racetrack kind of pathway. There was a warning that the big gorilla was back and going to hunt us down to kill us gosh i'd be terrified (laughs) i don't think i'm crazy here (laughs) i was in my mom's house and i looked out the windows and saw the gorilla running to her house i was the only one who knew and i told the others i hid under the middle bed oh my goodness yeah there were three beds in a row and how did you know just to hide underneath the middle bed I don't you just, know. You just, it was you just, a it's a dream and yeah. you just you go, go with, it. with it, right? <laughs> I think we three sisters in my childhood, too, we had at one point in one okay. house, we had three beds. Yeah. Okay. All right. Makes sense. And I stayed dead quiet underneath the bed. I heard him in the room. He was reaching under to see if he could touch me or get me. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up. This dream was so vivid, I almost wanted to stay in it until it was solved. It's like he was only interested in me. Others were moving around, but he knew he'd get them easily. Wow. He wanted to find me, or I was worrying so much he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, think about the dream that you're having. You know, when I'm interpreting dreams, I'm receiving information from the Lord, you know, because all interpretation comes from God. Yeah. And good. so as Susan was speaking and telling me her dream, I was asking the Holy Spirit for interpretation. And so what I was getting was that the gorilla represents gorilla warfare. Okay. Oh, wow. So this is warfare because you're seeing it from above. So you're kind of observing what's taking place. It's an attack on, you know, your community, which was your family, right? Mm-hmm. And so then, so it represents gorilla warfare. So there was an attack. So you're in your mom's house, which your mom's house represents your past. It's not where you live now. This is where you grew up. So that represents your past. And then you looked out the windows, which looking out a window typically looks like it represents like you're looking into the future. And so uh, you saw the gorilla running to your house. You were the only one who knew and you told the others, but you were the one who knew and you saw it first. So you had spiritual insight into what was going on. And then you hid under the middle bed. There were three beds in a row. And to me, that represents the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. That's oh, the Trinity. Okay. Oh, wow. And so you hid under the middle bed, and a bed represents intimacy and a place where you rest. And so you were able to hide underneath the beds in that place of covering from the Trinity, from the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Your relationship and intimacy with God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit 
you were able to hide and be protected under their covering. And then the, the gorilla came in, and he couldn't reach you wow. because of your covering and protection from the Lord. He was able to get to your other family members because they didn't have that relationship with God. They were like an, like an easy target, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you had that relationship, that intimacy with God, so you had that covering protection, and the guerrilla warfare couldn't touch you. And so... Um, so good. That's just it kind is. of my, my take on it. That's, uh, and does that strike a chord in you? And yeah, that definitely resonates with me. That's good. And it needs to. You know, I mean, like when somebody interprets your dream, it's like shoes if they don't fit just right. Right. And it does, it's just not like a striking a chord in you. Right. Then you know, well, maybe that's not the right interpretation. Right. Go you back know? to the Lord. Right. Yeah. You right. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, I had a dream recently that I was standing in my front yard. And as I looked to the side of my house, I could see that the gate on that side of my house, on the right side of my house, was open in my backyard. And I immediately grew alarmed. Like, I don't know why I was so alarmed, but it was there. And for some reason, I knew that no one else in my house knew that this gate was open. Like, I was the only one that knew about it. I was worried that my dogs would get out, of course, but that wasn't my biggest concern. My focus was on that gate being opened. Like, it terrified me. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't figure out why I was so worried about it. And then I woke up from the dream. And when I woke up, I mean, it was so vivid that I ran outside to make sure that that gate was closed. And I just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And so... That's so interesting. Again, you were observing your house. Right. You're seeing that a gate was left open. Right. You know, what what do gates represent? What are they? Right. It's entry, enter, and exit. Right. Right. right? It's an entryway. And so in the Bible, the Bible talks about gates and doors. These are places of entry. So you're also looking into the backyard, which represents probably something from the past. Okay. And so what God is showing you is your dwelling place, where you live, your life. There's something in the past that there was a gate or a door that was left open, and it's allowing the enemy to come in an attack or allowing, you know, like you were worried about your dogs, but not as much as why is this gate left right. open? That was really bothering you. And so God is showing you in that emotion in the dream that there's something in your life that you've left open for the, an access point for the enemy to come in and to cause disruption or cause problems, you know. And so you just need to go to the Lord and spend time with him and ask him, what have I left open? Is there any generational sin? Is there any sin in my life, in my past? Anything that was not confessed or repented of that would allow any kind of access for the enemy to come in and to cause disruption in your life? And it's, it's a gentle way, see? It's a gentle way of God showing you, you know, there's an area here. You need here. to be aware of this. Yeah, it's just a, you left That's... an access point open, let's take care of it. Oh boy, when I when I get home tonight, I want to be praying, going straight to the throne room of God, and I'm going to be barring every door, gate, window, <laughs> any opening right. of my house because no, sir, the enemy is not getting me or right. my family. Oh. Right, wow. and you know we can ask God for help, but many times He wants to strengthen us. He wants to teach us to be strong and to stand up for ourselves. Yeah, and so that's where we take that authority. Yep. So He showed you a gentle dream that reminds you it got you upset because he wants you to take action i am gonna be taking action. you know That's it wasn't sure. to scare you it was to get you to take to take let action. me know right There's something going on that i need to be aware of and i have the authority to fix it right yes. so i'm gonna go and right. allow 
the Lord to show me what I need to do. Now, if you continue to keep having dreams like that, then you go, okay, you better show me what it is so I can close that that yeah, gate. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Thank you so much, Laura. Yeah, so if a dream comes from God, it's important to document the dream as soon as possible so we don't forget the details because the details are very important. I used to keep a dream journal, you know, in my bathroom, on my table, in the bathroom stall, so that if I woke up in the middle of the night and I, from a dream, I could just go in, close the door, write the dream down, and record every detail fresh in my mind, you know, while it's still there and while not waking up my husband. Yeah. You know, because I didn't. I have lots of dreams in the middle of the night, three, yeah. two, four o'clock in the morning. I'm sure he's used to it. Yeah. So details are really important. And whether it's the feelings that you had in the dream, colors, numbers, direction, people you met, rooms you were in, buildings, places that you were at, all these details mean something and are within the dream to help you fully see and understand the context of your dream. And we'll, we'll discuss interpretation, more of that kind of stuff, in the, the next follow-up podcast. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, in yeah, our next one. This is good. So I'm going to give you guys some examples in the Bible, in the Old and New Testament, where we can find examples of God giving dreams. Like, God gives dreams to all of His people. Whether they know Him or not, they're still His people. They're created by His hand. He loves us all. And God gives dreams to communicate His messages of love to us. And so God gives us dreams to inspire us to encourage us, to stretch us, to help us grow and mature in our understanding of who He is and and who we were created to be. And He gives us dreams that warn us of things that are coming and things that might be coming against us, just like your dream of the gate and, you know, Susan's dream of the guerrilla warfare. God's continually reaching out in love to bring us into a relationship with Him. Or if, if we already are a believer, it's to grow us and transform us to become more like Him and live in the freedom that Christ died to give us. Oh, wow. You know, God's dreams, they guide us and direct us our steps. And I continually pray this verse over myself. It's from Proverbs sixteen nine. It says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And the New Life Version says, the mind of a man plans his way, but the Lord shows him what to do. Isn't that good? I mean, it's good. And you can pray scripture over yourself because God watches over his word to see it come to completion. So it's important to read and read God's word, but then pray it over yourself. Yeah. And God promises to make sure that happens. Yeah. So we can read throughout the Bible about how God gives us many types of dreams. So like example, dreams of direction. If you look at Matthew 1, 18 through 21, it says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, and b- but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man who didn't want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will soon have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. I mean, thank goodness Joseph oh, was obedient yeah. to the dream, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what would have happened to Mary? Right. And uh, another example is like from Judges 7. Uh, I love the story about Gideon. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Gideon in, is instructed by God to break down the numbers of his army. He went from 22,000 soldiers down to just 300 men. Who else can do that but God? <laughs> and why would why would we do it unless yeah, God says unless to do it, it right? God, right? So God did this so that he could receive the glory, right? 
Yeah. And the Midianite army was attacking them, and there was just a massive army in, in their numbers. And God wanted to, Gideon to only come at them with 300 men. Wow. You know, as I read through the scriptures on this, and it says in there that the, the camels from the Midianite army were so numerous, it was like the, the camels were like sand on the seashore. Wow. Yeah. And so it wasn't just the Midianites, it was their allies that came together wow. to fight the Israelites. Yeah. And so when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, can you imagine facing an army this large, large. and massive? And then you've got 300 guys? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. So this is so opposite, really, of how we as humans Absolutely, think. Absolutely. Yeah. But God knows what he's doing. And so after this, he tells Gideon to get up, go fight the Midianite army. But he tells Gideon, if you're still afraid, go down to the enemy camp and listen to their conversations. So he does, and he takes a servant, and he goes down, and he hears that God has given someone a dream, uh, which fills them with fear for Gideon's army. Wow. This is so hard for us to wrap our natural minds around. Right. Yeah. We need to understand this all came from God. It sure did. Right. Because yeah. I, I definitely wouldn't do it unless yeah. God told me. Yeah. You know, it's just right. very opposite right you know because we're thinking we need more people it's that spirit yes. of fear that mm-hmm. spirit of fear i'm like there's no way right. there's right. no way that i could accomplish this but you need to we understand to that even it. when you read through the old testament yeah every war every time the israelites were facing an enemy it was god that won the battle it sure not were. them oh yeah it sure was you know and so god wanted to make sure that the glory went to him amen and not to oh we've got twenty two thousand guys we can yeah. take them yeah. <laughs> yeah. So another example is in uh, of of Gideon. It's still the same example, but it's just the scripture from Judges seven thirteen through fifteen. Yeah. It says Gideon crept up just as the man, a man was telling his companion about a dream, and the man said, "I had this dream, and in the dream, a loaf of barley bread came tumbling down into the midnight camp. It hit the tent, turned it over, and knocked it flat." His companion answered, "Your dream can only mean one thing." God has given Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite, victory over the Midian, over Midian <laughs> and all its allies. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed in worship before the Lord. And then he returned to the Israelite camp and shouted, Get up, for the Lord has given you victory over the Midianite hordes. Wow. Wow. Because that gave him the courage. The dream that he overheard gave him the courage, yes. and he knew that God was going to give him it the victory. It was confirmation that he right. could do this yes. with 300 men. Because then you can do it. Yeah. But not without that dream right. that right. Would, would tell him, oh, God's going to make them full yeah. of fear and they're going to run. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. So then God can give us dreams of warning. In Matthew chapter 2, the wise men followed the star to Bethlehem. They visited King Herod and told him about how the star guided them to the, find the newborn king of the Jews. Herod tells them to go find the child and bring them to him so he can worship them too. But Herod was lying, and he made plans to kill the baby due to his jealousy. But again, God gives the wise men a warning in the dream to go tell them to go home in a different way. Yeah. And then he appeared to Joseph and told him, you know, after the wise men were gone, the angel appeared to Joseph and said, get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. And the angel said, stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. You know, of course, all this is also part of the prophetic things that was fulfilled right. when Jesus came. Right. But it was given through dreams. Yeah. So, And in Genesis 20, Abraham the prophet lies to the king in the land that he set up camp in and says that his wife, 
Sarai, is his sister and not his wife to avoid being killed. The Abimelech, that which is the king, takes Sarai for his wife, but before he sleeps with her, God gives him a dream, a warning, uh, warning the king of her true identity. And in verse 3, it says, But that night God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, You're a dead man, for that woman you've taken is already married. Wow. <laughs> Dude, oh, oh boy. good. <laughs> she's already married. <laughs> yeah. So God gives a warning dream to Abimelech not to touch her, or he'll be cursed. And he protects Abimelech from sickness and protects Abraham and his wife from death because God was watching over both parties. Yeah, that's you know? kind of God he is. I think it's really important you know, to note that obedience to God's dreams is very crucial in overcoming yeah. great obstacles, knowing what direction uh, we're going to go in life. Yeah, amen to that. You know, this yeah. is so interesting to me. I never knew all this stuff about dreams. This is just so amazing. Yeah. And I, I was forced to learn all this because I had so many dreams. Yeah. And, you know, nobody told me to do this, but it was just like, I need to know the answer. Oh, well, the Lord wanted you to discover it. Right. That's why he kept coming right. after. Right. Showing you. Yeah, here's more dreams, Laura. Here's yeah. more. I'm like, ah, so stop. Start writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wrote them all down in your journals. I and, did. Yeah. I, that was the direction from the Holy Spirit because yeah. he actually told me, I want you to document your dreams. I want you to write the date, the time you woke up, everything. All the details. Yeah. And it, and I'm so glad I did because I've got 14 dream journals full of and dreams. you're going to write a book about it today. <laughs> I've been on her about this. Yeah. So is the Lord. <laughs> Kathy's kicking my butt. <laughs> so we can also have dreams of heaven and visitations, like heavenly visitations to heaven. Right. Uh, there was a an example in uh, Genesis 28, 10 through 16, and um, where he, it says, Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and traveled toward Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp and stopped there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head on and lay down to sleep. As he slept, he dreamt of a stairway that reached from the earth up to heaven, and he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather, Abraham, and the God of your father, Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I'm giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust is of the earth. They will spread out in all directions, to the east, to the west, to the north, to the south, and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I've promised you. And then Jacob woke up from his sleep. And he said, surely the Lord is in this place. I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid, and he said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. Wow. You know, I've visited heaven now. I can say that I've been blessed to experience that, so I can relate. Yeah. And I've, I've been in the position where Jacob was, where you're standing on the earth, and you can see up into heaven, which, oh my goodness, it's so amazing. But I've also been taken up into the heavenly realm and yeah that's a whole other podcast but it's just so amazing and cool yeah. and mm -hmm. just to see and i haven't seen everything yet i don't know that i'll ever experience all that's in heaven mm -hmm. but i've seen some pretty cool stuff so far so it's and you've cool. just begun so oh yeah who I knows just what all he's going to show you and i just want more i just i want to know more i want i want all that he wants to give me right yeah. and i've had all dreams that he has for me of heaven 
and I, I, it's, it's not like you know, like you being taken up, and I'm yeah. just there. Yeah, and I'm seeing things. Yes. and we'll we'll talk about that. Yes, a little later. later. <laughs> <laughs> so another way is you have dreams about the future, and so in Genesis 37. Uh, 5 through 11, we read that Jacob had many sons and stepsons, but Joseph was his favorite son because he was born to, to Jacob when he was an older man. And so there's a lot of jealousy against Joseph from his older brothers. And because Joseph is young and ignorant, he was the uh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't know how to handle his dreams. He tells his brothers later and his father about two dreams that God has given him in, regarding the future. So one night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We're out in a field, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly my bundle stood up, and your bundles all gathered and around and bowed low before mine. Oh, boy. <laughs> his brothers responded, so you think you'll be our king, do you? Do you actually think you'll reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way that he talked about it. And soon Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Listen, I have had another dream. He said, the sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. But this time, he told the dream to his father as well and to his brothers. But his father scolded him and he said, what kind of dream is that? He said, will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow low to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. So you think he would have learned the first time, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. No, like he was the baby. No. He was, you know, I'm special. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, right. Yep. So even though these dreams did come true, it was the way that Joseph shared the dreams that caused his brothers to sell him into slavery to the Egyptians. But God helps Joseph through the trials and matures him and blesses him with being able to interpret other people's dreams as well through that time. You know, this helps uh, him to be catapulted out of slavery into a high place of authority within the Egyptian government. And eventually he saves his family and the whole area from drought and starvation. Yeah, you know, I've felt like Joseph did before, just in my, the history of my whole life, I guess. it's I've always felt like an oddball or different from others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, it's, I have it's too. Difficult to navigate that. But now, you know. Yeah, now I take it as a compliment. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. cool. Because even in my family, it was, oh, everybody's this or that. And we had five kids in our family. So yeah. my mom would all go around and tell everybody how they were this or that. you yeah. know. And she'd say, and then there's Laura. <laughs> She's from a whole other planet. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, <laughs> you know, that's not nice. That's but, why we're kindred spirits. Right. We're oddballs. <laughs> right. And, yeah. you know, but now I take it as a compliment because yeah. God had a whole plan for me yeah. and he wanted me to just you know come to that place where i realize how special i am with yeah. him and he does he always makes me feel like me too i'm very special yeah so good yeah even now some of my family think i'm off my rocker <laughs> but it doesn't stop me right i just keep plowing through it right for his glory right so uh in genesis 41 1 through 40 joseph interprets the the warning dream that god gave to pharaoh regarding a drought and a famine come into the land. And Pharaoh promotes Joseph to the highest position of command to oversee the land and administrative plans to protect them in the coming days of famine. So it's through the warning dream of Pharaoh and the interpretation from Joseph that catapults him out of slavery uh, to the second in command of all of Egypt. Wow. You know, so we can see it, it paid off. Yeah. You know, and in the book of Daniel, it's recorded many times 
where either Daniel himself received revelation about what was to come, or King Nebuchadnezzar or other kings received dreams about the future. And each time, that revelation came from Yahweh, the God of heaven. And God always provided that revelation. Like in Daniel 2.28, it says, But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the future. And now I will tell you your dream and the visions you saw as you lay on your bed. You know, so Daniel, the book of Daniel is awesome to read. It is. About how God gave him that gift of interpretation. And Uh and it saved his life. It sure did. Just like Joseph. Yeah. So then we see dreams of deliverance and freedom. You know, many of the dreams that I've had were for my own, you know, spiritual growth as a believer in Christ and for my relationship to Jesus to become clearer and freer. In these dreams, God would show me things that were taking place in my life that needed correction. And deliverance from the bondage of sin can hurt in a lot of ways because it points to truths about us that we we know ourselves, but we don't want to face it just yet. But God, our loving Father, brings them to the forefront of our mind so we can deal with them in the intimacy of relationship with Him. And it, it never feels good to be corrected. Yep. Nobody likes to be corrected. No. no. <laughs> well, you hear some important. constructive criticism it's here. <laughs> but it's process it is, is important. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. necessary. You know, we have to be free from the things that hold us back and, and hinder us from the full freedom as a representative of Christ. That's right, yes. And as a person who's always wanted to be you know, pleasing God and pleasing others. You know, that was me. I think we're all that way. (laughs) (laughs) Those deliverance dreams tend to make me feel dejected and depressed about myself. But, you know, as I go to the Lord and I take it to Him, He shows me where, you know, I was broken, but I I reacted to that correction in the right way. Yeah. He doesn't bring those things up to condemn us or to make us feel ashamed. God brings these things to our dreams in our through our dreams, you know, so we can properly process through those issues through the lens of God, like how he sees us. Right. You know, he he shows us our sin in our lives and the struggles we're facing through visual representation in the dream. So we can see it and take necessary action and take it back to him and confessing it and repenting of, you know, being that way or in the the ways that we lived and not allowing it to reside in us anymore. Right. And once we confess it to God, He's faithful to forgive us and cleanse us forevermore of those things that have held us back. You know, that's why it's really important to take very seriously God's dreams. Just seek out understanding and wisdom and the revelatory knowledge that from God to be able to interpret that and understand the symbolic dream language that He speaks to us. It takes time to understand. Uh, it's taken me years, but more valuable than any riches we can attain in this world. Yeah, you know, just listening to this, you know, earlier I said that I don't write down my dreams, but you know, every time I have a dream, I'm writing it down. Right. As well as all the little details that I can remember. This is just fascinating to me. Yes, to me too. Mm I'm just learning and I love it. Don't you you think, Laura, it's important to write down what's going on in your life at the time as well? Mm -hmm. I think that's something too, you know, that you learn through counseling is to just journal things, journal your thoughts, your feelings, and all that. And, you know, when we journal the dreams, it helps us to process through all those things that are holding us back or process through our feelings. And God's going to bring that counseling and correction that the Holy Spirit can give to us. Yeah, it's like divine therapy. Right. I love that. Exactly. Love that. So we got to go to God and pray and ask Him 
uh, what he's trying to show us, you know, in giving us these dreams. One of the scriptures I pray over myself, it's from Proverbs 25, 2. It says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. And so I'm asking God, you got to give me your interpretation of yeah. these dreams. Yeah. So it also gives us the opportunity to grow richer in our understanding and wisdom in his knowledge for his kingdom. Wow. And, you know, sometimes God's going to give you a dream over and over and over again, and you're like, why is this dream coming to me, yeah. you know? But it's because it's an important message, and he's trying to get you to understand something. You know, you can throw it off again and again and not think about it, but because, you know, you don't understand it right away, but then God will give you the interpretation as you seek him out for the answers. Yeah. Um, and you do receive, like, a personal reward that comes from God from just solving that mystery yourself and gaining that heavenly revelatory wisdom that only comes from him it is a reward yeah you know i'm blown away by your knowledge laura this is just amazing mm-hmm. yes. yes i can't wait to hear more yeah. <laughs> all right but i'm gonna stop here today because one my voice is tired <laughs> but i do want to recommend to you guys some uh, resources for you to check out and just a little note you know when you're seeking out interpretation for your dreams you know, first go to the Father. Go to Yahweh for interpretation. Don't don't look at other things like Google and things like Wikipedia or things yeah. for interpretation because those are not of God. You know, you need to look for things that are divinely inspired by Him to help us. You You're know, anointed. You want yes. the anointing, right? Yeah, right. And you know, you can seek out others that have written books. That's fine on the subject, but just make sure they're reputable and have a good track record of dream interpretation, and right. that they're anointed you know, by God to give you, you know, good advice and and good direction in that. I found some good resources over the years, and I'll just name a a couple of them to you today, and and different ones I'll I'll give to you when we talk about that and dream interpretation. But there's two of them. One was Dream Language. It was the very first book that I ever read. It's called The Dream Language, The Prophetic Power of Dreams, Revelations, and the Spirit of Wisdom, and it's by James W. and Michael Ann Gall. And then the other one is Dream Encounters, Seeing Your Destiny from God's Perspective by Barbie L. Breathitt. And she's really good. She's good. Yeah. I've read some yeah. of her stuff. Yeah, she has a lot of good books yeah. out. And there's much more to talk about regarding interpretation of dreams, but we'll talk about that later in our next podcast. Yes, and that's all the time we have. And we hope you enjoyed our discussion today on dreams. And as Laura just mentioned, next week she will talk about how to interpret dreams, so we hope you'll join us. Yeah. And so before we close, I want to close with this scripture. It's Joel 2, 28 through 29. Then after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. Yeah, this was good, Laura. Thank you so much for doing this. It's amazing. My pleasure. Amazing Thank stuff. You, Laura. Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. So please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. We would love to hear from you, so please email us at puretruthpodcast3, the number three, at gmail.com. Yes, and please visit our websites. It's kathyzaga.com, chosentowrite.com, and susanoffen.com. And we hope you'll join us next time, and remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you, and make his face shine upon you, and give you his peace. Awesome. Until next time, Susan, Laura, and Kathy. 
Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric acid.